Hello, welcome to All Caps Episode 7. This is Lenny from the uh, recording booth. Just dropping a quick note to let you know that this was recorded while Chad was in Egypt, so you might notice a dip in audio quality, but it's a fantastic conversation. We get into AI, talk a little bit about Chad's travels and some food poisoning he went through, as well as how his, his uh, engagement went, and um, we do a massive truck roundup, talking about all the stuff we've been listening to while Chad's been away, including I Spice, Hip Boy, JP Mafia, Danny Brown, and Tyler Creator. Uh, buckle in, it's a long one, but a good one. All right, episode starts in three, two, one. I'm good. How are you, man? You look, um, I can't tell if it's tan. like you got a, yeah, maybe it's a tan or something, but you look just Definitely. like different right now. Dude. Like you've been traveling or maybe it's the Dude. engagement. It's been like 35 degrees most days in the middle of the <laughs> desert most days. Uh, yeah. So it's been, it's been hot. It's been really good though, man. Uh, it's been pretty nonstop uh, the last four weeks. This is like the first week of just like relaxation. You know, we spent the last few days poolside, you know, listening to music, just hanging out, which is really yeah, nice. Okay. Um, this is our last day in Egypt before we head off to Berlin for the last few days. Um, it's been good, man. I can't complain. Damn. Yeah. I was curious to see what the backdrop I was curious to see what the backdrop in um Egypt would be like. Like I was half expecting to see like I don't know, bustling streets or a pyramid yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Egypt is like a bit of both. Like Egypt yeah. is there's one side of it that is like super crowded, super bustling, a lot happening. It's pretty intense. You know, there's constant you know, people honking their horns and people yelling. It's a lot, you know, that's one side of it. Um, and I guess like the other side is just really majestic and, you know, it's it's beautiful. You know, yeah, sick. You know, like there's just a contrast in, in environments here, yeah, depending on what city you are where you are in the city um like currently we are in a town just outside of Pagada called alguna which is like a resort town you know it's okay. very like bar and bar and bay-esque yeah um so it's like resorts and a lot of very bohemian a lot of people in like linen you know and it's like very very catered towards tourists we kind of yeah. figured the last couple of days we'd unwind and just relax um but before this we were in Aswan and Luxor cruising down the Nile so that was a completely different vibe and, and we started off in Cairo and again that's completely different as well so um super diverse country um we actually had we actually had two days of food poisoning so we've been eating like what the fuck? traditional Egyptian food the whole time and it's been great the food's been unreal. And then we had like a four and a half hour drive to where we are now. We're kind of in a rush. So we just grabbed KFC. The KFC did it. The KFC did it. The KFC will get you everywhere, man. Um, I've been food poisoned by KFC oh before. <laughs> and oh, dude, the worst part of that food poisoning, at least for me, is that it sucks when it's like not worth it. I've had food yeah. poisoning with food that was like unreal. It was like I've, I've got food poisoning when I was in Morocco, 
and I don't know, it was low-key worth it, man. The food was so good. <laughs> it was so damn good. I was like, man, whatever. I'll take the repercussions, man. But to get done on KFC, like miserable KFC, bro. I'm talking like cold chips and like the chicken was questionable. Like one mm. piece of lettuce in the wrap. It was just like grim. And then to yeah, pay nah. for it the next couple of days, bro, was, was, was a bit And now you can't eat KFC anymore. You probably so got that thing. Yeah, we got that thing now where like you think you of KFC and it makes you Yeah. Are you doing, you know, this is the first time I've had KFC since high school, man. That's over ten years. I'm like, I don't even oh, eat no KFC. I've no idea why. Nah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it, man. So that also is annoying. It's like, come on, Chad, why why make your moves? Anyway. anyway <laughs> You're punished like, for Yeah. That's yeah, that's fucked let's, up. Let's let's digress a little bit. Let's digress. Are um, you um well, look, this, normally yeah. this would be the point where we introduce a topic and whatever, but it's not, I mean, I'm like halfway between just like having a phone call with you and recording a pod. I'm not sure what energy I'm even bringing right now, but like, yeah, this isn't like a full on, you know, we've got a topic we want to explore and we're like, um, you know, comparing artists and listing tracks and all that kind of thing. This is just catching up with Chad since he's been away for so long. It's been like four weeks. Um, and yeah, just a bit of a general general chit chat, really. Um, I kind of just want to hear more about your trip, man. But um, yeah, where should I take it? Should we keep talking about the trip? Should we do some news? I'm voting trip news, but let's 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 uh, let's jump into music. I feel like the trip is a lot. It's been four weeks, so yeah, let's do that when I see you. Let's All get right. into the music side. I feel like there's a lot has dropped and released. Uh, I have some have some thoughts. Yeah, uh, certain certain releases and certain artists. Do you want to kick it off? Do you want to maybe tell me what you've been listening to in the about last um, few weeks? What's uh... first? I do have something for the news. You know how I mentioned while well, we're setting up that I wrote an article today. Um, it tied yeah. into hip hop actually, even though I write about cybersecurity and IT. Yeah. Um, so yeah. did you hear about? Have you heard of the song "Heart on My Sleeve"? By who? It's by a person called um, Ghost Rider, an anonymous person called Ghost Rider. Okay. It did millions of views on TikTok, 600,000 plays on Spotify, and its main draw is that it had yeah. very convincing AI vocals of Drake and The Weeknd. Um, so this is like a well, not an AI-generated song, but like the vocals in it, 100% AI-generated. And... Um, Dude, I've been seeing yes. a lot of that on social media, bro. I've been seeing a lot yeah. of like AI generated uh, vocals. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I keep seeing it in my YouTube. I never really click on it because it never really like interests me. That's not what I'm after in music. I'm not after like the aesthetics of someone. I'm after like their actual artistry. Um, there are like a few, tr- a few AI projects I like. Like after Doom passed away, someone released like an MF Doom homage using ai generated vocals which i was very forthright with saying it was doom you know ai generated but that that thing i actually enjoyed i'll mention it in in a post or something because i can't recall the name of it but um yeah this this track is making news because it was very convincing especially on the drake end it sounded like drake's usual kind of low energy you know 21 kind of like vocals he's been doing lately um it got yeah. taken down by Universal Music Group. They released some like scathing commentary about it. And it's kind of just caused a stir because like 
Yeah, AI is still largely unregulated. I believe in Australia, we don't have a specific law regulating AI at the moment. There are copyright issues in that, but this is kind of a legal gray area where it's like hard to say what you can and can't do. And um, not to ramble on about this topic, but like the scariest part too is people loved it. Like there were so many positive comments, so many positive comments that were just like, you know, this sounds sick. This is so convincing. People were actually like bumping the track. Which, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if it's ethically right. Yeah, like if someone released a Kendrick AI generated cut and you like the song, do you reckon you'd keep listening to the song? Would you feel kind of weird about it or creepy about it? I'd feel weird, man. But um, it, it, I guess it depends on the circumstance. So let's say like Kendrick had written, like let's say Kendrick disappears, right? He passes away, for example, and we get left with his notebook with all of his rhymes in it. Someone just took his notebook, added a AI verticals to it. Is there an issue with that? I don't know, man. I don't think... Well, uh, let me ask you this. How do you feel about yeah, posthumous releases in the first place? When someone drops like a Juice World cut nah, or a Mac Miller cut, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then to make it AI, it's, it's even fan. a bit, it's a bit different, right? I think it makes sense for someone yeah, like MF Doom. Like, I feel like it made sense for MF Doom because, like, he would go to, he would have people go out to shows for him. And he always said it was about the mask and about MF Doom as opposed to him. So for him, I kind of could separate that. But, like, imagine, like, you know what? Imagine, like, a Mac Miller AI song came out right now. I'll tell you what, man. If I didn't know, I don't think I'd care. But if you did know, if I did know, you know what? If I did know, it just feel like a, it feel like a, a bit of a fake, man. A bit of a I feel like that's what it is. It's kind of, it, it feel like a fake. It's kind of like yeah. when someone wears like fake, fake Yeezys. It's like if you don't know they're <laughs> fake, they're just Yeezys, bro. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But as soon right. as you know they're fake, you feel some type of way. You know, and I feel yeah. like it's the same with AI made music. It's like if if I had no idea. If Kendrick literally's made a, if Kendrick, if Living Kendrick right now dropped an album all done by AI, yeah, I don't think I'd care, man. Unless he told me, then I'd feel kind of weird about it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's also like legally, it's really hard because um, unless you say this is a Drake made song, what are you meant to copyright your voice now? Like, I don't really. Yeah, I was thinking to be Drake. I, what I agree. That, that yeah, I agree. That is um, that is interesting. Like, can you copyright your voice? I'm pretty. I don't know. I know that like athletes insure body parts and stuff like that, don't they? I mean, that's not copyright, but like, I'm just thinking, you know. Um, all right. Here's another thing that someone raised. Yeah. I want to know what you think about it. So let's say everyone's reacting to this new Drake track. They all love it. They don't actually care that it's AI. They're just like, oh, this goes. You know, everyone's drinking to it. Whatever. And then let's say Drake's label looks at that and they go, well, stuff paying Drake. Let's just <clears throat> get this AI to do it. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden you can just make like a, a, a new artist, AI Drake or whatever you want to call it, Snake, call it Snake. And, <laughs> and then, you know, you write everything for it. It's not a Drake cut anymore, but people, people don't, not everybody gives a shit, right? And which has already been demonstrated by this track. It'll still get plays. It'll still yeah. generate revenue. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts there? Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's like man, I'm like interrogating you, by the way. Dude, but... <laughs> no, dude, honestly, yeah. man, from what I from what I understand, artists don't really make much money off streams anyway. They make money off touring, and AI yeah. can't tour. Unless they're mm. doing these holograms, which I'm not going to pay 200 bucks to see a hologram of Kendrick. Like, I think when it comes to AI, whether it's art, music, whatever it is, I think we're now at a point where we really need to show our human side. We need to, like, connect more with our, um, with the fans. I mm. think, like, that's the strength. That's the strength, you know, and, like, um, I tell you what, like, yeah, bad, yeah. It, that, I mean, that's why Drake's an easy it, target. Like, what you're just saying makes Drake an easy target right now with AI, right? Pretty impersonal, yeah. With this. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, what are you saying? But I was gonna say, like, like the the human connection is something that can't be replicated, or not yet, at least. So I think it's like important that artists are, um, yeah, just like connecting with their fan base on a more personal level. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably like for example, I'm gonna go back to Kendrick Man. If AR started pumping on a bunch of Kendrick tracks, I just wouldn't believe it, man. Because I was like, knowing Kendrick, I know he's super meaningful what he does, and like he drops an album once every five years. So yeah. because he's created that kind of brand for himself, then yeah, I wouldn't listen to any of the uh, AI generated music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've had the same experience seeing like J. Cole, Kendrick, um, bloody uh, who else have I seen? Uh Jay-Z as well, where it's like an AI generated concept album that pops up in my YouTube feed, but the track is something really corny, like um Kendrick Lamar, Blood in the Water or something like that. It's like I know that Kendrick yeah. would never release something like that. So I'd never even click on it because I'm just like, okay, well, fans made this a fan with a very surface level understanding of his artistry and yeah dude, is, can i say sorry to interrupt you there man but i feel like is ai generated music not just like uh it's kind of similar to ghostwriting in the sense of like if if you found out that kendrick had a ghostwriter it would lose a lot of value in my mind you know because i'm connecting to uh his stories i think they're personal to him it's the interviews that he does. It's what he says. And like, as soon as you find out, or as soon as I find out that it's not him, uh, you know, if if Eminem never grew up in a trailer park, if Eminem was actually like some rich kid that lived in Orange County or something, then all that old moose, I'd be like, bro, that seems fake, you know? And yeah. Like, I think the same goes with if something's like AI generated, you know? Like, I don't, cool, the music comes out, but I don't, I don't appreciate and enjoy that music. You know, when Pimp Butterfly came out, it was the time that it dropped. It was so personal. It connected people at a certain level. Kendrick was going through what he was rapping about. He was in South Africa. He was like, you know, there was just that, that strong uh, human connection that can't be replicated by AI yet. And yeah. I think that's like, that's what for me is the, is the line. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. no, nah, nah, don't inside. Uh, yeah, totally agree. It's actually funny you mentioned that. I'll just wrap up this topic too. Cause I feel like I could talk about AI forever and I have been all week actually. But um, uh, the guy or the person rather that uploaded the uh, track, um, the Heart of My Sleeve, you know, AI voice Drake and Weekend track, um, 
they i believe i heard something i think i heard fantano talking about they were actually a ghost rider at some point like okay yeah and there's like a little bit of rumor rumor going around like maybe they were a ghost rider that didn't get appropriate recognition or pay or something like that and then they've turned to yeah this um Dude. but yeah interesting Dude, especially if it's like especially if it's drake's ghost rider yeah he has ghost riders drake's everyone knows that yeah yeah, but if, if if Drake's ghostwriter is already writing for Drake and not getting the, I guess the attention that he feels or they feel like they deserve, then yeah, I'd, I'd probably try and get an AI to do it. Skip the middleman, skip Drake. Yeah, I'll just put myself directly out. Yeah, I I would uh, find it so incredible. It would be the story of the year if it came out. It actually was Drake's ghostwriter. Imagine, imagine that he's just like also, all right. But dude, I'm also like it's not. I'm also like. If you can do Drake, why don't you just create your own voice? Oh, I mean, like, why don't you just create your own Nike logo? You know what I mean? It's like, it's the thing. It's like saying, make your yeah, own fast food outlet when there's McDonald's. Because but the thing is, man, you're not stealing his voice. You're just trying to steal his brand. You're piggybacking off Drake's popularity. And that's the Ooh, issue. I think that, I, can, I think legally, that's what. Because you can, yeah, say, like I said, you can, yeah. I can hear the lawsuits when you say that. When you phrase it like that, you should represent Drake in court. <laughs> that's that's a that's, that's a successful lawsuit, hundred percent. Um, um, bro, let's let's keep pushing, man. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I just wanted to know what kind of what you've been listening to lately. Um, what's in your circle in regards to hip hop at the moment? What's you been? What's been your um, soundtrack for the for the trip? Dude, there's been there's been a lot. I will say probably the the most of the, what I've been playing the most is actually Tyler Creator's um, oh, shit. recent release. The the um, estate sale. Some, exactly, man. I've had some really strong feelings towards this. I kind of wish he didn't release it as a deluxe and more so as like a separate EP. I had the same um, thought, man. Totally. It should just be an EP. I really wish he'd done that. That's what I think, man. But um, dude, I have some strong feelings about it. So I've always thought that Tyler Crater was super talented. Um, I enjoy his music. I don't. Where is this going? I don't listen to him a lot. Um, but I think each one of his albums have been solid. I've seen him a couple times live. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like he's he's great. But I've never put him in the conversation of your Kendricks and your Kanye's. I've never, I don't, I've never felt that he's reached that level. Um, after listening to listening to the state um, sale, for me, he's a hundred percent in the top four rappers. In his- oh shit! Right. Which track did it? Which track did it? Was there any one track that you had that thought while you were? I thought you were about to say some yeah. negative shit about it. I've been loving it too. Nah, bro. And we haven't talked about it at all. Dude, I actually didn't know you listened to it. Dude, top to bottom was eight tracks. My word. Eight tracks and the music videos. It, it's oh, the music videos. The music videos dude, for yeah. sure. Like, you, you know what it felt like, man? This this little, I'm going to call it an EP. That's what it feels like. But this EP, it is, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it felt like his. Um, like, you know when a, you know when a rapper uh, or an artist releases an album, and you can just hear it in their delivery that they don't care 
about um, like they are so sure of themselves. They are so confident. Um, they're honest. This is what this project felt like. Um, I kind of I every time I listen to it, my favorite um, my favorite track changes. I will oh, say really? that uh, sorry, sorry, not yeah. sorry. There he is. That, that song, that song for me, and the music video was like my "I'm here" moment. You know, it was like I actually heard a uh, uh, a theory that um, this last album was the last Tyler Creator album we're gonna get. He's gonna uh-huh. revert or change to you know change his name back to Tyler Kona. Or not back to that's his his real name. Um, they talk about how in the music video he's kind of killing off all his past alter egos. He's kind of like mm. apologizing um, about his past, um, and he's. Um, I mean, like in the state sales happens when someone dies. You know? Oh so like, shit! True. There's this theory that he's like, and even um for his music videos, he's now crediting himself as Tyler. Uh, Akuna or Kuma, and not right. Tyler Crater. Yeah, uh, he said that he came he came up with Tyler Crater when he was like twelve years old or something. You know, so I think and there's a few interviews where he's popped up saying how he's kind of ready for that change. So it wouldn't surprise me if this new Tyler we get is just um, a matured kind of like honest. Because one thing that I used to like, I didn't love about Tyler. It always felt like a persona to every album. Yeah. Which is yeah. cool, which is fun. A lot of rappers do it, but I sometimes I'm the favorite persona... type of hip hop. Well, I just like sorry, an honest man. Yeah, I just, that, I just sometimes I love the honest rawness. Yeah, if the persona doesn't hit, it doesn't hit as well. Like Cherry Bomb, I know flopped pretty massively because it was like very, you know, adolescent and edgy and kind of like raw and that. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not seeing Tyler. I'm seeing this Cherry Bomb persona for the whole project, so I can empathize with like. Yeah, why that wouldn't always appeal. But um, no, Sorry Not Sorry for me felt so, even without the music video, or maybe that's not true, maybe, yeah, but it felt so cinematic. The way he was changing style, switching cadences to kind of play characters of his older self and stuff like that. It felt like the Infinity War moment of Tyler Creator's discography, right? Where it's like sorry. everything's sorry. coming full circle. It was um incredible, I, beautiful. I man. thought it was so damn good, man. Like, yeah. like I said, I for me that was the that was his moment um, to kind of like solidify himself top four top four in the, in the industry, man. Easy, yeah, easy, and like, yeah, dude, it was it was unreal. My favorite track today of that is uh, "Heaven Only Knows." Heaven only you, knows. I don't. Kind of, oh, heaven to me. Heaven to me. So sorry. It's I'm no, thinking no. of the the hook is heaven only knows. Heaven only beautiful. Oh, the the Kanye um, sampled one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, isn't that that's off a, a sample that Kanye used, isn't it? I'm not sure if he used it, but I know Tokyo and Chance the Rapper used it years ago. Um, right. But I absolutely love it. It's beautiful. He's kind of talking about what heaven is to him and like what yeah, I don't know, man. Just one of those reflective, uh, reflective songs. That's my type of song. Um, yeah, totally. But yeah, love Tyler. Love where he's going. One of the most creative people in the, in the industry. Um, and I'm so excited to see where he goes next. Because if he's going to continue on this wave, 
Um, and with this with this confidence, I'm so here for it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, it was it was super exciting, man. I keep revisiting that as well. Um, I felt very like this is very vindicating because I've been listening to that Tyler project alone. I didn't even know you checked it out, and I've like you've been traveling, so I haven't been trying to bombard you with music like that. So I've been listening to this incredible thing, and like fuck, there's no one I know that like would appreciate this as much as I do. So yeah, it's it's absolutely great to hear, man. Um, that was, I'm just doing some live Googling cause I'm in article mode still, still that flip of heaven is a John legend sample and Tyler's tweeted also Kanye West. So maybe Kanye helped produce it or something, which is pretty okay. interesting. Whatever. Fuck it. Whatever. Great track. That's all we need to say. I've been enjoying it, man. And yeah, sorry, not sorry. is definitely my standout that and the Vince Staples cut, um, stunt man. Oh wow! You know what's so funny? The Vince Staples cut is also Chrissy Musty Star, her favorite track. It's probably my least favorite. Mm. Um, I can actually see why. Incredible track. It's probably my yeah. least favorite. But um, I, I can see why it's not doing the same thing as the rest of the the EP is. But um, for me, yeah. every time I hear Vince Staples, I'm just reminded that he's like so talented. And um, so I don't think there's anyone that like when they start rapping, I'm immediately on board. Like Vince Staples can just, yeah. I reckon he could start a party anywhere very easily. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, love, love Vince Staples. Dark. Um, yeah, that's sick, man. I was going to say one, I'll, I'll hand it over to you in a sec. I'll just say the other thing that I'm super excited for is the new Keitra Mine uh, project, Keitra Night and Amine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw a music dropped, video for it. Oh, dude, they dropped the their first single forever um featuring pharrell pharrell's also on the production and it's just a bop it is so fun i think the whole album is going to be super lively you know it's going to yeah. feel like summer in winter for us in australia it's uh they performed it over at uh, coachella they're just i think even before this collaboration they both were very high energy artists you know mm. i love kichinata um and then Amine, same deal, man. Like, he's super high energy. Um, Colorful, fun. I am so, yeah. Animated. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. almost, um, he's almost got an art, an element of like, um, I don't know, cartoonishness to his, to his art, right? Like, it's just very. Yeah, for sure. Vibrant, right? Um, for sure. I'm super yeah, I'm, excited about that. I, yeah, I try, I, I listened to it, but I think there was so much music out that it just didn't make an impression on me. I only listened to it once. And they're not gotcha, yeah. I, they're not like some of my more urgent artists. So I haven't checked it out properly with my full attention yet. But um yeah, no. I've, so I've, I mean, so it's, I'm I'm curious, what's uh what's on your on your radar? Well, obviously, I mean, let's just get it out of the way, man. Let's get it out of the way. I'm addicted to Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia's track uh project Scare in the Hose. Um I want to address the name real quick as well, because when I talk about it in public, I do so very brazenly as if like everyone's in on the joke, right? Of scaring the hose, yeah. right? But I mean, it sounds misogynistic as anything when you hear that title <laughs> off cut, yeah. um, which Danny Brown also, you know, I mean, he mentioned like he he saw some of that reception, he gets it too. Um, but I think the, the, the title of the album is kind of like a very tongue in cheek, almost joke on themselves, right? Like you normally hear that like 
scaring the hose kind of um rhetoric from um I don't know just either like complete memes or like idiots right um yeah so I think it's very tongue-in-cheek I just want to address that so everyone knows we're not unabashedly saying like oh we love this scaring the hose project you know without being at least slightly aware but um yeah no anyway (laughs) yada 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 could have done that more graciously I fucking love this album to death jpeg and danny brown you know two of my favorite artists um the production on this thing's absolutely insane it's abrasive um it's it's an album that's like so heady and interesting and like just you know fireworky that like normally i wouldn't recommend that kind of music to anybody but i'm feeling like even people that wouldn't be into this weird experimental hip-hop i feel like more inclined to be able to share this with them just to like see a reaction do you know what i mean what do you like what do you think of it sort of thing and i haven't seen anyone talk about this without having a strong opinion on it whether they love it or hate it um i'm definitely in the in the love uh, camp favorite tracks are um perfect do you remember how perfect goes um that just makes me like want to see like Danny Brown and JPEG in a Madden soundtrack sure. or something so like grand and almost like Coliseum-ish. Um, and then in addition to that, I really like Garbage Pail Kids. Do you remember Garbage Pail Kids? No. It's got like the Japanese chanting at the start, like the kids chanting some weird like Japanese oh, chant, and then yeah, it kicks yeah. in. There's those guitars. <laughs> Eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I want to ask, what do you think of the Khalees sample in the track, the milkshake? Um, by Khalees. Wait, can I b- before I give you that? Can I just mm. uh, take my my first impression or how yeah. I would describe this album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This album. I guess when recommending to someone, it's kind of like recommending very, very authentic, like street food, Indian curry, bro. Where it's like, it <laughs> you don't know what you're gonna. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, like it's it, it, it's a lot. Like you said, you're either gonna love it or you're not gonna enjoy it. It's for it is for some people. But I do know whenever I put it on. It's it's not background music. It's yeah, full um, attention. It's like it's it's loud, you know. Um, in saying that, I really enjoy it. Can I? I would. I'm gonna jump in and say something about Peggy's production real yeah. quick. If you try and background listen it, yeah, he'll do things in the instrumental to stop you from background listening. Like a phone notification yeah. will go off, or like the like song will clip in and out yes. like wait is something is something going wrong here and then it'll start again it's like i think he does that yeah. intentionally to just keep you like tuned in which would definitely uh, give some people the yeah yeah um um it feels like a, a time and place type of album for sure which um yeah which which can be good which also can be bad you know because it's not the kind of album that i can play at cbcb <laughs> you know absolutely like, it's, not it's, you know, if like, you put this on as yeah, CBCB, the sales for the day would be abysmally low. People would come in and be like, oh, no, don't, don't worry about it. And then just leave. 
Yeah. Dude, it's it's definitely a um yeah, it's loud. It's a very loud yeah. album. But like I said, I really do enjoy it. I think it's super funky. The production's unreal. Um love all the samples they use. Uh, mm. you, you know my biggest flaw with it, which the apparently mixing. is just me, but for those who yeah, the mixing on the at least the Spotify version, because I haven't heard it on YouTube or any other streaming service, but um the mixing is rough. It is so damn rough, bro. You know what it feels like? You know when you like buy you go to the reject store, the two dollar store, and you pick up headphones that break within the first week. Yeah, it's very yeah. tinny and the, yeah. the bass is distorted even on low. It's like and to be honest, because of that, I actually haven't listened to album a lot. Because it yeah. just irks me. I do encourage um, you and, and anyone else listening to it, try and get like a YouTube version. If you do want to seek out this very abrasive project, probably to convince you not to check it out, if anything. It's going to be one of my favorites of the year, guaranteed. It's a very colorful, vibrant, intelligent, like experts at yeah. their prime and giving as little of a shit as possible and making what they want to make. But if, if you do check this thing out, maybe like just have a Google of where the good version is because... I mean, JPEG Mafia made this whole thing Dude, on one beat this machine. It's crazy, though, bro. Yeah, it's bro, crazy you have to do that. It's crazy that this is an issue, yeah, like, in today, it feels like, it feels almost intentional how bad it is, bro. Oh, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely it's, intentional. It's, it's, it's absolutely intentional, yeah. because like it, it makes no sense. You know what would have happened, I think, my opinion, as a longtime JPEG Mafia fan, he's always said he likes his... Uh, vocals to be a part, like an instrument in the track. It's a part of the track. Yeah. And he's so far in with this production, doing the craziest, weirdest production choices ever, right? Like mixing a Japanese, you know, uh, 80s commercial about like steak or whatever with like these wailing electric guitars and that. He's probably like so into the production side of things that the vocals being crisp and clear aren't his primary concern, right? Um, so I think he probably puts it out according Is this to his all taste. these things? Because, hey? dude, I listen to the other JPEG, I listen to the JPEG Mafia put me on to, and it doesn't sound like this. I feel like this is just this project. It's not It's not all of his projects, but he has done this kind of thing before, for sure, where it's, like, super drowned out, super washed okay. out. Um, I, I would assume it's intentional. Um, also, another element of it could be that you're mixing with Danny Brown's vocals, which is, he doesn't really have, I don't know how much experience he has mixing other people's vocals in his tracks. Right, and especially someone like Danny Brown, I don't know, it could have caused some confusion. Um, bro, but we're not want... talking about some guy in his bedroom, bro. We're talking about like he, he's up there with some of the, one of the best producers in the industry. You know, That's like true. he's not all dealing with him at the moment. You know, all caps. Yeah, he's not dealing with the all caps podcast equipment. You know what I mean? He's dealing with like yeah, obviously yeah, 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 really yeah. good equipment. You know, so. It's, it's actually do you want to listen to it properly i want to say this album in particular sorry to be that guy i'm like such a scare in the hose fan right now but he made the whole album all the production on one beat machine not a computer a beat machine a singular like one that he had no prior experience with so who know anyway you're right though there's no excuse he is like one of the top you know producers to keep an eye on right that's, now that was insane like almost just feel like it feels like it was intentional. I thought they thought it'd be cool to drop a real, like, raw uh, version of it, which mm. is fine. I think they just have to understand that when you're 
so used to watching a movie in a cinema in that HD 4K quality. If you're going to drop something that feels like it was a quarter on a flip phone, you're going to lose some listeners, man. You know, like, that's what it feels like to me. I, I've actually never had that experience with any other album where I'm like, this just sounds, like, quality-wise, it sounds bad. You know, like, yeah. it seems it seems very intentional. You know? Yeah. Well, look, I'll say this. I I'm, Look, I'm wearing a clipping T-shirt right now, and these guys, you know, they'll definitely burn your headphones out, right? I'm used to this kind of, like, abrasive uh, abrasive production choices mixing that like goes over clips distorts or whatever but i noticed it on scaring the hose and i was on my first and second listens i was like do i even like this mixing is this ruining the album so i think it's a very understandable uh qualm or problem to have with the project for sure um i think by the way we're recording this on a free version of zoom and i think we're about to run out of recording time so can i pause start a new call splice this together and editing all right sweet i'm gonna just hang up and i'll call you back real quick won't be long at all sweet Uh, cool good to go um we're back we're back yeah i just um during that little software recording intermission I checked out that K Tremino track <laughs> again. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. That's going to be an album of uh, Bob's. Going to get plenty of play at CBCB, I reckon. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, keen for I that, guess, actually. I guess. I guess I got a, I got a couple. Uh, I'm going to just kind of quick fire a few tracks at you that have yeah, kind sure. of just popped up over the last month. Can um, I just real quick? I know I've been so, interrupting yeah, yeah. a lot this episode, but. I no, think no. people want to know, just at surface level, how'd the engagement go? How'd the proposal go? I don't need to hear the whole story, but it was, you know, what what do you reckon? Um, yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, man. I'll be honest with you, there was, I felt almost sick on the day, bro. I was so just like, you know, it was less about the, the outcome and more so about just like the logistics of it happening, you know, and like yeah. trying, to, trying to keep it a secret as well was, was a lot. But um, the the day was perfect, you know. Like the surprise was unreal. Chris's reaction and her response was more than I could dream of. Uh, the the best part for me this is kind of weird, but uh, we kind of my family was all there to like celebrate afterwards. We you know popped champagne and took photos and did all that kind of thing. But then on the way home, Chris and I kind of like ghosted the group and went and got some like late night paninis from this pretty famous like panini shop in Rome. And we just had that like romantic stroll home and kind of like geeked out. It was, it was, it was beautiful. Man. It was, it was actually just perfect. And every kind of like, uh, I want to say worry, but anything that made me nervous beforehand, like instantly disappeared as soon as like it happened. You know, I was like, Oh, all of that, you know, I was panicking about, is she going to like the ring? Like, is she going to like the setting and the way that I did it? And like, I think after I realized I was really just like thinking everything. It was ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, nah, that's, um, yeah, man, it was pretty damn that's beautiful to hear. And that, that Panini led to an iconic, uh, Brunswick event. Everyone was talking about the Panini photo with her with the ring on. The Panini. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, nah. I'm, I'm glad it got some. I'm glad it got some some love in Brunswick, man. It was absolutely. Uh, it was so good. It was really, really yeah. Good. I was also gonna say, like, we spoke beforehand about, um, like marriage and like the wedding, and prior to the engagement, I was like, oh look, man, I just want to get engaged. The wedding is the last thing on our mind. You know, we've got other things, um, that kind of prioritized a big expensive party. It was funny because as soon as we got engaged, we're like laying in bed and we're like <laughs> straight away planning the wedding. <laughs> like immediately. Uh, like, oh man. Yeah. We're open up with this song. We're going to follow up with this song. Yo, we need, who are you having DJ? What kind of vendors, food truck? You know, like immediately, man. You know, like. Mm. Um, you went to the King, you went to the King Kunta. She went to Day and Night. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we, we, we actually have when it comes to music that is something that we do we almost never disagree on we're very yeah. on the same wavelength you know um yeah i'm so excited anyway we'll, we'll go into more detail when i see you man but yeah well that's what i was saying i don't i don't want to ask the whole story right now because i do want that personal off-air catch-up where I can just hear it, you know what I mean, firsthand. I've been kind of conscious about the podcast and, like, I don't want to, like, make content out of your engagement, you know what I mean? So, I've like, it's been weird being in the editing booth and, like, oh, how can I, you know, emphasize this part or, like, what, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm just really happy for you, man. Everyone's really fucking happy for you. It's been um super exciting and the joy coming off, it's absolutely infectious. Um. No, dude, it's, um, it, it was also really cool hearing, uh, listening back to the last episode and, uh, yeah, I guess hearing how it felt beforehand, you know, and, uh, yeah, it was cool because Chris, Chris and I both listened to that episode together, um, and it was also cool for her to hear, so. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I don't know if it's just the tan or if it's a travel or if it's the engagement, but when you first popped on the screen... You're, you're you're glowing bro you're glo- you're glowing uh, appreciate you man appreciate you. could be the engagement could be the tan as well de- 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 definitely contribute lots of contributing factors for sure yeah totally uh yeah sorry you're gonna list off some tracks okay yeah so just some like tracks that have caught my attention uh i'll start with the oldest one first which is uh slipping into darkness that's the hit boy um one of his singles off his album yeah. Surf or Drown. Dude, Sleep Into Darkness. I heard it once and I was like, yeah, it's all right. Then I heard the whole album and heard the song again. Love it. It feels like the uh the producer equivalent of like a control verse. Like yeah, but I right. mean like control control verse light. Like it's definitely not as hasn't got the same oomph as Kendrick's, but um it definitely felt like it was his moment to kind of call that other Produces, he called out Metro Boomin, Southside, Mustard, Hitmaker, um, or Youngberg, whichever one you go by, which I thought was super cool. I've never heard a producer do that. Yeah. Um, you know, like it was cool for him and Alchemist going back and forth. Um, Alchemist kind of just felt like a very, like a, he kind of fell into the background, I felt a little bit um, ah. because of Hitmakers, because of Hit Boys' um, verse was, I thought, so dope. The production from both of them was really cool. Um, Actually, you know, I liked yeah, the yeah. I like the Alchemist verse more. 
I know it's like a lot. Oh, okay. It's a lot thinner and everything, but um, just that mm. line where he's like, I can't remember what he says before, but when he's like, when I eat, I, when I eat, I need a plus size plate or whatever. I was like, oof, god damn. And like, you know, what else I love about it is like just seeing Uncle Al come out of the woodworks and just hop on the mic. So like, it makes it seem so effortless, and it's like. Yeah. You, know, you know him as the producer you know him as the wizard behind the scenes and then him and hip boy just hop on they're like yeah no we're um actually mcs that can rival like a lot of the stuff coming out right now um yeah it's, it feels like a bit of a landmark moment in like producers taking the mic right like and then i think dj paul's got a project that just came out as well i'm not sure if he's rapping on that either but it just seems like something about this hip boy project really does feel like putting the emphasis on the producer which i really appreciate you know i don't for it's once becoming, i'm not like yeah i'm not like wikipediaing who made the track i know they made the track they made the track they wrapped on it it's their project you know what i mean yeah yeah it's definitely becoming more and more of a thing with producers wanted wanting their shine but also but also like proving that they're a lot more than just the producer you know like um they're really wanting to like you know show out and Sure, that I can do mm. more than you know, sit on the on the sound. Um, imagine, imagine a Kenny things. Beats, imagine a Kenny Beats rap project. I can't even picture that guy rapping. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I can't picture it. No. Um, but anyway, I've also got another track which is going to be pretty underrated. I think uh, the song's called "Enough" by Rory featuring Reggie and Jay Electronica. Oh um, shit. I don't I, see mostly, I don't know I don't know Rory at all. Um, you ever heard um Forbidden Knowledge from back in like twenty fifteen? I feel like he's been off the scene since that. There's there's two Rory's though. There's Rory ah, right. spelt A U R and then there's a Rory that's O R. I know the A U R Rory. Yeah. No, this Which is a different of? Rory, I think. Okay. All right, all right, anyway, all right. The point is the the, the track is, is an awesome track. Less because of Raw Red, more so Reggie is like this up-and-coming rapper. He's kind of, I'd put him in the same lane as maybe Smino or Amine. Um, yeah, I think you've he, shown he me some stuff dropped, from him before. Yeah, he dropped a few singles and then he had a verse on uh, Smino's last album. And then Vince Staples kind of calls him out and says, check out Reggie. So I'm hanging for his uh, a project from him. But then also to anytime Jay Electronica um, drops a verse, I'm here for it. I love this guy. I wish he brought out more music. Um, yeah. So yeah. I actually I hadn't a, heard of this track at all, so I definitely need you to send me that. Um, Dude, check that yeah. out. Jay Electronica. I, I didn't even hear it dropped. Okay. And I guess, um, you know what? A couple up-and-coming things that i'm excited about so hip-hop 50 volume 2 is dropping this friday this is the swiss beats um i guess compilation ep with mass appeal um i didn't realize it was connected it's actually volume two of the hip-hop 50 eps volume one came out last year um and instead of swiss beats being the person behind it it was dj premier yeah um, i remember i remember that Remy had the, the Remy rap. Yeah, yeah. had Remy rap on it. So I didn't realize this was like an ongoing thing. So yeah, number two is coming out this Friday, which I'm pumped about. Um, and then also Timberland 
put out that oh, yeah. he's finished Future Love Sex Sound. Oh, no, Soccer Shots. That sounds bad. Finished his album with JT, and they've said it's like a part two to Future Love Sex Sounds, which, in my opinion, is a classic album. Um, probably, probably for me. I mean, I'd call it maybe R&B, pop, electric, hip-hop. I don't know, man. It's a, it was really futuristic at the time. It still holds up. Um, but I'm super excited for that because JT for me was, um, you know, he was, I don't even know, I don't know what to call him, man, but he was super dope and I'm really pumped about that. Yeah, um, yeah. JT yeah. was JT, it sounds like you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, man. Your radar is looking a little bit different to mine, but um, especially that Hip Hop 50 thing, Hip Hop 52, that's um, that's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, do you, you know what, man? I miss the mixtape days. I love the mm-hmm. EPs. You know, I feel like um, in the mixtape days, there was so many little collabs, so many compilation um, projects. Um, in fact, back then, I used to listen to mixtapes more than albums, purely because I yeah. wasn't buying CDs. I wasn't buying nothing off iTunes. So I used to go into like, you know, Hip Hop DX and uh, Mixtape Monkey, Ms. Hip Hop, all those like, um, music blogs and just download off them. So this gives off that kind of feeling, man. Uh, mm. Super excited about those. Um, yeah. Look, I guess two songs I just want to throw out there. One is the new Ice Spice song with Nicki Minaj. It's kind of oh, making sh- its rounds on. Yeah, it's making its rounds on, on the internet. It's called Princess Diana. Yeah. Um, and then... I'm not really into this, but I feel like it just needs to be said. It's just a little bit of E or drama and hip hop. Is uh to be honest, with you, it didn't go as big as I thought it would. But the Drake's search and rescue. Did you hear about uh, he samples Kim Kardashian's uh, something she said during the divorce with Kanye West, and he samples it on the track, and then he got like a lookalike of of Kim on. Uh, as like the cover art. Yeah. It just felt right. super petty and super like attention seeking. And I feel like it flopped. Like I feel like yeah, it was I, like, I, oh, I'm not here for it. I heard it was pretty mid. I heard people prefer, preferred the AI track. Look, maybe I should be doing my mm. homework more, but I've been, you know, a bit more focused on work at the moment. And like when I hear there's a mediocre Jake track, I'm not even curious enough to check it out. Right. Like I just heard it was mediocre. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And like I just let it fly by me, to be honest. Um, I didn't hear about the whole Kim Kardashian stuff though. But I will say, not to like you know get too political and shit, but I really don't like Drake's approach to how he talks about and conceptualizes women in his albums. Even like her loss yeah. with that album cover, something about it just seemed a bit like degrading or like you know, yeah, just a bit like what are you what are you trying to say here, man? And like. This whole Kim K thing, I mean, it's very tabloidy. But That's like at that point, like. if he's gonna come up and like argue about someone taking his likeness for the sake of profit with this AI track, it's like, well, what did you just do with Kim K? Hundred percent. Because you yeah. again, you kind of bite him off her brand and bite yeah. him off her popularity. Um, it just feels kind of lazy. It felt like it feels weird. It was kind of like a call for like attention from Drake. You know, like, I'm like, bro, like, as much as I do or don't like you, man, it's like, you're bigger than that. You know, like, yeah. you're, you're one of the most popular rappers of all time. It's like, you don't really need to, 
doesn't make sense sampling Kim Kardashian. You know, like mm. just fuck rap, bro. Just is he rap. trying to? You know, what makes it even sadder. And maybe this is too much of a deep cut. But do you remember when Pusha T did the um? Who was it? Whose bathroom was it that Pusha T used in that project as the album yeah, cover? Whit- uh, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, right? That was controversial. That was controversial, but still very controversial. Still somewhat tasteful because you can respect Pusha T's art, and even if it's controversial, it feels like a controversial nah, piece of nah. art. Do you know, I'm not saying I agree with it, but it didn't feel like it, it was just, just feels unnecessary. But it, it just feels unnecessary, bro. I, I get you, but it didn't feel like it was just for the headlines. Do you know what I mean? Like that album cover is still an a, a captivating album cover, and. Like I'm not, I'm not. But here's what I'm saying. I think it's still kind of low. But Drake's thing doesn't feel like there's any artistry or anything to it. It's just like, oh, Kim K will get the streams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. And and I, I think I, it's kind of sad with Drake doing that, right? Because Drake's being clowned on by Pusha T so many times. You know, with their whole beef they had and everything like that. And then to him, to him to kind of do like a similar kind of move, but like even worse. He just, it's, I don't know. He's, yeah, he's, it's Drake's a very Weasley dude to me, man. Very Weasley. Definitely. De- definitely. Like, I, yeah. I, I didn't get it, man. He had, the, he had the whole beef with Kanye West last year. And, like, you kind of thought that was in the past now. We're done with that. You know, like, they did the joint concert. And so to do this, Drake apparently made a, made a comment that it wasn't meant to be a diss to Kanye, but it just still feels weird. Like it's just not necessary, you know. So anyway, that's yeah. that's all I have uh from my end. I feel like I've yeah, been talking cool. a lot. This this no, this, no, uh, it's, this F. It, it's good, man. Talk it's good, honestly. Right. Um that I Spice and Nikki track, I would like to get into that a bit because I've I've checked that out a few times. Um I don't know how I don't know how I feel about it. I Spice is like I saw this tweet once about I Spice that was like Every time Ice Spice comes on my shuffle, I'm hitting skip. But if anyone talks shit on her, I'm throwing hands. And I was like, I can kind of relate to that sentiment because I think I like Ice Spice and I like to see her succeed. And, um, you know, she seems really cool in her interviews and stuff. But every time I hear that flow, you know, that like just very on beat, that, you know, like, Bro, I, 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 get, very, I, get, like, I get pop smoke vibes from it, bro. Oh shit! It's like drill like, without the drill. It feels it feels like that, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, it just feels lame, bro. There's so many people who I just it just feels uncreative. It feels like it doesn't feel original. Yeah, there's a lot of artists like that. Yeah, you know, it was kind of sad though too because with Ice Spice, I was back listening some of her catalog, and she still had a kind of similar flow, but it felt a little bit more nuanced and and kind of like uh, off kilter and underground and weird and yeah. i'd be more inclined to listen to that but now it's like this i don't know she's got such everything's so clean about it right like she's the polar opposite of anything of scaring the hose right where it's just so clean so ikea and i think she's like good you're getting your money but like i yeah as much as i want to like her as an artist her music is just so unsurprising unstimulating I don't really understand what you know anyone what? gets out of it. You know what, bro? Mm. Who knows? Maybe AI. 
might be the best thing for hip hop in the sense of that you really going to have to do something different. You can't put out anything, you know, like it's going to wean out. Cause you know what? You can recreate an ice spice track easily. You can recreate, I don't know, bro. You can recreate Drake at the moment pretty easily too. You can, you can. And I think, I mean, we're just talking theoretically, man, but maybe that's going to force people, you know, your, you know, your, I don't know, what's his name? Lil Yachty, your Tyler, your Kendrick. These people are super creative and doing things that are just different. Maybe the AI can't keep up to that. Maybe that it's, it's, it's so off center, your JPEG Mafia. Like, maybe Bro, I could be wrong. AI, like, AI would run out of processing power before it could replicate a JPEG Mafia track. You know what I mean? And I'm not even saying that as like a joke. I'm as someone who writes about AI and like looks into it a lot, I and like uses Chat GPT like a personal assistant. There's no chance in hell AI in its current state could replicate a JPEG Mafia track, but a Drake track, easy. So, easy. yeah, yeah, totally, man. Um, yeah, and not to say it even has to go that far. Like, I don't even think AI could like comfortably reproduce a good T Pain song at the moment, like. Cause just because of the range in vocals, right? Um, maybe that's a bit far, but like, I, I, yeah, I really like your take here. I really like it. Um, the idea that it will force innovation and creativity, you have to subvert the AI algorithm. Yeah, because I feel like AI, AI could make really good mid music. Like, it it, yes. it would just be like super mid. But obviously listenable and you know, yeah. I think we're gonna have to, yeah. Oh, I could go on about this for so long. Look, to just to, if you want to demonstrate the last thing Chad said about it being able to make very competent mid music, seek out that "Heart on My Sleeve" Drake and Weekend song. Yes, you're exactly right. Very competent mid music. Anyway, other tracks I've been listening to, um, that yes. Navy Blue project really yeah. just spoke it just really hit me man in the feels like navy blue does this thing in his lyrics where whereas like ill sweatshirt might come on and be like i'm depressed and here's why navy blue who ill sweatshirt's being compared to a lot jumps into his feelings but he really breaks through the aesthetic of the feeling and gets to like the core of it i don't know really how to put it but like a perfect example is he's like in the tracker is talking about the loss of his grandfather. He's like, I know a lot of people lost their grandfather, but it's not the same. This man raised me, this man, yada, yada, yada. And those are just like the lyrics he's going through. And he really paints like a, a justification for his emotions and really like gets to the core of it. It's so personable and um, also very hopeful and stuff like that, even though he's dealing with really dark feelings. So like, yeah. Whereas before he was an artist I'd go to if I was like brooding and like feeling really shit. He's an artist I go to now if I want to feel hopeful from a melancholy lens, right? Like acknowledging issues and feelings and that kind of thing. And that kind of thing. Anyway, and um, like, and, and just getting something enriching and really soulful out of it. So that, that project's been nourishing is what I, what I'd say um have you checked that out yeah yeah uh i did pillars and to fall in love are my two favorite tracks off it 
Fall in love. Oh, that sample. So good. So good. Really good. Um, yeah, and phases that I don't know if you remember it, feeling like there's just a phase. I can't remember the rest of it. Uh, I yeah, I think yeah. so. I yeah. So. Nah, incredible. That's just um absolutely solid project. You know, that's like just gonna it's gonna have some cuts that are gonna make it in my top twenty five at the end of the year. I know it. Even though it's like there's a lot there's a lot of louder projects, a lot of brighter really? projects happening at the moment. This yeah. thing's just like really a great project. Um yeah. other than that, for what I've been listening to lately, let me just real quick consult my phone and see if there's anything else because the the peggy and danny brown and navy blue have been the main things in hip-hop i've kind of been actually um listening to a lot of other singer songwriter stuff at the moment um a little yachty dropped a new cut that i was into called strike ball um hey what oh of course billy woods new track called facetime um okay yeah, so Billy Woods and uh, who was the producer of? Um, he's working with the same producer from Hiding Places, which is one of my favorite projects. Um, and yeah, the first single of the new project dropped called FaceTime, and I've been playing that neurotically on repeat on repeat since it dropped. Um, I'll need to send you that one as well, man. Yeah, I haven't got heaps to say about it. It's just like classic Billy Woods, great stuff. Yeah, okay. I need to check it out because, like I said, I've got, I've got maybe three more along flights. So I'm going to queue up a few albums. Um, dude, I really randomly went back to uh, the Black Album by Jay Z the other day. Just, okay. Uh, I well, I saw him perform in Paris. You see, he, he did like that kind of spontaneous show. I think it was like a fashion show, super intimate, tiny room. And uh, he played Encore. I was like, dude, I haven't heard this song in so long. And I've, in high school, the version of Encore with Lincoln Park was like really popular. Yeah, so yeah, of course. that was, that was what, what I kind of normalized as that version. So I went back and I'm like, yeah, man, this is a dope album. I think I need to, I, I want to go through Jay-Z's catalog again, man. Um, I feel like Every so often I hear a track, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And it's the Jay-Z track from like 15 years ago. I recently so, did <clears throat> his um, <clears throat> 1998 project again for the first time. Um, the name's escaping me. Not the Blueprint, the one before the Blueprint. Um, I don't know names, bro. The guys have got 20 albums. <laughs> yeah. Uh, reasonable doubt. Reasonable doubt. I went back to reasonable oh, doubt, reasonable and that, that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really cool to Dude, hear him in a more I underground. Reasonable doubt came out in. I don't think it came out in 1998. I thought it was before. No, before 98. God damn, he's been in the game that long. I don't know where 98 came from, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, I I really actually enjoyed reasonable doubt. It was really cool to hear. Um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and like him interpolating that tribe called Quest. He has that like. Can I kick it interpolation? I think halfway through the theme, yeah. where he's like, the live shit. Yeah, I was like, whoa. It was um a different era of hip hop. Um, 100%. Yeah, so going, I think going back to Jay Z would be like a full research project at this point. Like you're saying, a 20 albums. To, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's really hard like, to know. 20 albums is a bit of a stretch, but he's got a lot of albums. He's, he's got, got a lot. lot. 20, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah. 20? God damn. But yeah, no, a lot. And it's over like 
two decades. Lots of, lots of style switches and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um but no, look, just, I mean go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go. No, I was just gonna I was just gonna give you a quick little heads up that I have about five minutes left before I'm gonna run out. Yeah, cool. I'll, yeah, I was about to wrap up anyway. That's I was gonna say there's a lot of like hip hop out at the moment. I'm inundated. Like I didn't even get to mention some of the other sh- stuff I've been listening to, um, but hasn't made as heavy an impression on me as of yet. Like the new Zaloopers album I've been kind of diving into. Dude, did um, not like that. Yeah, same. That's how it was. I was like, there's like four or five cuts and I really enjoy, but I didn't mm. want to be too critical because I know he had a really hard time actually getting it out and he had to push through a lot of mental barriers oh, just to right. make it. So okay. I was like, but a lot of the cuts on that felt like throwaways and from an artist like Zaloopers, who's so zany and abrasive, I don't want to like, deal with throwaway tracks he's meant to be the exciting artist right yeah um definitely some cool shit on it but i'm surprised you checked it out yeah because because i have a few tracks of his that i really like easter sunday uh uh, no my favorite track from him is uh bigger than me oh yeah we talked about that that one time yeah love it love it so that's what i thought give it give it crack but um you know, once I start skipping tracks, then I know I'm just not into it. I think I got maybe yeah. halfway and I was like, yeah, skip, skip. What's next? But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, cool, man. Um, Hey, thanks for taking the time to jump on a call and do an episode. Um, this was cool, man. Good to see you. Good to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm keen to hang out in person outside of the podcast as well and just um hear all yeah. about your trip. Um, yeah, I'll, be a, a week from now, I'll be sorry. I was gonna, I was gonna say it's gonna be interesting editing this. It'll be the first time editing video, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. But what, yeah. what's happening in a week from now? I'll, I was gonna say a week from now, I'll be back behind the bar. So not not long ago, not long to go now. Anyway, yeah, sweet. And where are you off to next? Uh, Berlin, Berlin, man. Okay, fuck. Dude, Is that... it's, uh, it's world, it's world record day on Saturday. So I'm planning on just I want to I want to win, buy an extra suitcase and see what I can find, man. I really I've been told that Berlin's really good for uh Craig Diggin. So I'm I'm keen. I hope to pick up a, a few good things. I picked up a couple of records in London. Um I like to do this thing. I'm probably not gonna do it when I'm in Berlin, but when I'm in a certain country, I like to pick up uh music from that country. Yeah. Um, totally. I hadn't had any I didn't have any Skepta records previously, so I bought uh, which one did I buy? I can't remember the name of it, but it's kind of like the the one with the bullet is a gun. No, gun is a bullet. Boy is a gun. No, that's Tyler. Anyway, one of his albums. Um, one of my favorite albums of him actually, and I also bought some Tom Mish, which I guess isn't really hip hop, but. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, sick, man. When you first said World Record Day, I thought you meant like Guinness World Record kind of World Record Day, and I was like, what's he going to uh-huh. do? <laughs> nah, sick. Marvel shopping. <laughs> Love it. Good luck getting that stuff back, man. Hope you don't uh, break uh, your... No, uh, we're trying to work things out, bro. 
Yeah. Between me and Chris, we've, we've gone over our luggage already. So we're going to have to just purchase something to bring stuff we'll back. Ship so. it over or something. Every time I've gone overseas, I've always had troubles with that. When I, when I came back from Tokyo, I had a jacket. That the whole thing had a zip compartment where the entire interior of the jacket was, um, you could put stuff in it from the sleeves to the base. And I was like, a, I was like this, just full of berserk manga. Um, all those, the bottom shelf there, the middle bottom shelf, all that was in one jacket. And I was like, just to, just to bypass Amazing. the weight issues. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, get yourself a zip up jacket, man. Put some vinyls in it. <laughs> or don't. Sorry, you might get arrested. My guy. Anyway. Thanks, man. Good to see you. Um, I'm a loving lady, dude. I'll see you in a week's time. Thanks for the call. Right. Sick. Have a good one. Ciao. Peace, bro.